Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. There is a low pressure system moving from Washington, D.C. across the country. And it may get a little bumpy. Please return to your seats and keep your freedoms fastened. choose to go to the moon and do the other thing not because they are easy but because they are hard it is time for us to realize that we're too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams i have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed american ground radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Proff. Three, two, one. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Proff with Louis R. Abalone. Well, former President Donald Trump has certainly stirred the pot of potential 2024 running mates by expressing his openness to considering Tucker Carlson. For vice president. For vice president. Yeah. How hmm. do you like that? That's interesting. I mean, he, he's responded very favorably to comments that he should tap former Fox News host Tucker Carlson as a running mate in 2024. Why? What? Why? Yeah, what's the argument for making uh, Tucker Carlson vice president? Well, I think he certainly has been, I guess he's somewhat of a hero to those who feel that he was censored. Okay, his, uh, by Fox. By Fox, that he was silenced, that, you know, he has done some very excellent reporting. Sure. I think he's someone that, you know, maybe not as vice president, but maybe, you know, maybe as, I don't know, press secretary. Okay. Maybe he'd be an effective White House press secretary. Okay, but where can he, where can Tucker actually do the most good for the Make America Great Again movement? Can he do that as a vice president who's kind of silenced because you're, it doesn't matter who's vice president, they're always going to be in the shadow of the president. Can he do that as the uh, the press secretary who's going to be beaten and hounded by the yeah, press? But, but, uh, but or can he do that as the number one online independent journalist in, in the planet? No, I get it. But, you know, Trump has had a very energizing effect on the American people. He's sure. succeeded in galvanizing much of the Republican Party. But the prospect of Tucker entering the fray at a comparatively young 54 years old with his years of being a trusted, consistent, coherent voice for conservatism in America, I mean, that could, that really could create a nightmare scenario for Democrats, at no, least doesn't. on the campaign trail. Tucker Carlson doesn't bring you any votes that don't already vote for Donald Trump. Not a single one. No, but I do think he's an effective communicator. He's an in, effective in, communicator. In, in terms of I, explaining I agree. conservative principles and conservative thoughts I, in a way that the American, I, I say the American people, our listeners get it, but in a way that maybe uh, independents uh, or 
folks that are leaning to the left might say, you know no. what, maybe that policy has never worked. No. And it's never been. It's Tucker's not going to be able to win over leftists. Tucker's not going to be able to win over people who are slightly leaning. And yes, he's a very good communicator. So why would you take him out of the position where he's doing a great job of communicating? Tucker and put him in a spot where he has to be quiet compared to the president. That's a bad, bad move. Well, first of all, he was asked by the the radio show host, uh, the Clay Travis and Buck's a uh, Buck Sexton show, and you know they asked him about Tucker Carlson, and and President Trump just said, "I like Tucker a I like, lot. I like Tucker a lot too. I guess I would consider him. He's got he's got great." common sense he's got great common sense i don't, I don't think that was necessarily an but, endorsement from trump mm, about tucker no no and look could, could tucker technically do the job yes but when you are in charge of putting together a campaign you've got and, and if you especially when you're in charge of putting together an administration you've got to be thinking of where can this person do the most good no i, I understand but it's not I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not as far fetched as one might as it might seem, because I think when Trump when Trump was talking about the idea, he reflected back on his decision to do the interview with Carlson during the first Republican debate simultaneously. Right. Exactly. And, and that was a move that resulted in record breaking. Yeah viewership figures right but that that move wouldn't happen if tucker carlson were his running mate okay take a listen this is just a, a short excerpt oh, of man. donald trump's interview with uh, clay travis and buck sexton would you consider it's, it's tucker though that they based on the i like tucker a lot i guess i would i think i'd say i would because he's got great common sense you know when they say that you guys are conservative or i'm conservative it's not that we're conservative we have common sense we want to have safe borders. We want to have a wall because walls work. You know what, what I used to say about walls? I'd say wheels and walls. Everything changes. Uh, the computer that you have in front of you in about a month from now will be totally obsolete. Right now you have the finest equipment in the world. And in about a month from now, that equipment will be obsolete. The only two things for centuries that's not obsolete are wheels and walls, right? <laughs> so, pretty good. No, when you think about yeah. it, right? It yeah. wheels, a wheel will always be a wheel. It's a fine pivot. Notice how he didn't commit to to going and putting Tucker as vice president because that's a boneheaded idea. And and I mean no disrespect for Tucker. I have great admiration for Tucker. I'm saying it's a bad idea to make him the running mate for Donald Trump because it takes Tucker out of the spot where he's going to be the most effective, not just to change hearts and minds in terms of policy, but he's actually set up in a position where he could change the entire business of journalism and get it back to being a watchdog of the government rather than a lapdog of the government. He's going to do that from X? Yes. Again, go back to what's the most watched presidential interview in history. The one Tucker did with Trump on X. Look, back in the early 90s, okay, if you had come out and said, Fox News is going to be the number one news program in America. It's going to change in, the in way. what year was this? Say, 90, say 96. 96. Say in 1996, you come out and say, Fox News is going to change the way American journalism happens. Fox News is going to be the most powerful, most influential voice in all of American media. People would have gone, you're a moron. That's not ever going to happen. It's going to be the big three. You got ABC, NBC, CBS. Those are the powerhouses. That's where you got to focus your attention. 
But within a decade, Fox News became the most powerful voice in journalism. Now, I'm telling you today, within the next 10 years, the most powerful voice in journalism will be independent journalists online, not people in these big corporations because the big corporations have lost credibility. No, I, I get it. And, and look, I, these surveys, you know, the latest surveys right now, Trump is leading in five swing states. Yep. He's on pace to secure upwards of 300 electoral votes, which yep. would obviously allow him to return to the White House. Now, the swing state poll, which was conducted by the New York Times and Siena College, found Trump is leading in multiple states that were carried by Joe Biden in 2020. He, he currently leads uh, Biden in Michigan, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, all of which were won by Joe Biden. And I say won, I put that in air quotes, but nevertheless, the record reflects that mm -hmm. Biden won those in the previous presidential election. In choosing a vice president, there are a couple of different things you can think about. One, will this person bring me votes that I won't get otherwise? With Donald Trump, I don't think any vice president candidate wins him votes that he's not otherwise going to win. Two, can this person do an effective job of rallying legislation through the Senate? Because that's actually the only job of the vice president is to be president of right, the Senate. Right. Wait, so who is it going to be? Or three, yes. is this person going to be a lightning rod that draws in fire and leaves the president free to do the work the president needs to Could do? Could it be Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Maybe. Because or, I think it needs to be a woman. Carrie Lake? That would be an interesting choice. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow is a disappointing night for Republicans yesterday. In elections in Ohio, Kentucky, and Virginia, Democrats scored victories in all three states. In Ohio, voters passed a constitutional amendment saying there is a fundamental right to abortion in that state. In Kentucky, Democrat Governor Andy Beshear won re-election over Republican challenger Attorney General Daniel Cameron. And in Virginia, Democrats regained the majority in the state house and held on to their control in the state Senate. Wow. What do you think about that? Um, I think the Republicans need to work on their messaging when it comes to abortion. They need to start talking about how this isn't about taking rights away from women, but it's about securing the rights of the next generation. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, the Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib was censured in the House of Representatives yesterday with a bipartisan vote. 22 Democrats voted with almost every Republican to denounce the recent statements made by Tlaib that were anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli. Tlaib had repeated the slogan, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which calls for the annihilation of the entire state of Israel, the strongest American ally in the Middle East. However, the censure vote doesn't have any real power and is a largely symbolic gesture. I I'm still waiting for the justification for the barbarism that was present mm -hmm. in Israel when Hamas Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Invaded that country. Hey, explain to me, how do you... How do you defend mm -hmm. beheading of children? Well, the Talib would argue that Israel are occupiers and colonizers, and anything goes to overthrow that 
She's dead wrong, but that's what she would argue. And the third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the House Oversight Committee issued subpoenas for Hunter and James Biden, the son and brother of President Joe Biden. They will be asked about odd banking practices that appear to be attempts to hide money from money transfers from foreign bank accounts into the bank accounts of Joe Biden himself. Representative James Comer said the House Oversight Committee followed the money and built a record of evidence revealing how Joe Biden knew was involved and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. President Biden has repeatedly said he had nothing to do with Hunter or James's business dealings. You know, there was a congressman from New Orleans that put cold, hard cash mm-hmm. in his freezer. That's right. A ill-gotten, hard cash. He was convicted of, of corruption. And now you've got, what, Senator Menendez? Menendez. He's uh, charged He's with bribery. He's got gold bars. What do you figure that some of this money is in that 1967 vet in Biden's home? I love that vet, man. I love it. I know why. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. No, I mean, this rep- Republican out of Georgia yeah. introduced the resolution, and I, I would I completely support it, mm-hmm. to censure the disgusting anti-Semite that is Rashida Tlaib. Well, and it passed. And by the way, this is the second attempt to censure her. The first uh, attempt, which was proposed by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, That did not pass. A lot of Republicans voted against that one. This one out of Georgia, you got 24 Democrats voting for it. I mean, essentially, it's the same thing. But yeah, so so even her own party members are saying what you are saying about Israel, bunch of lies, what you're saying about supporting terrorism is despicable what you're saying about supporting the genocide of the jewish people that's despicable well she portrayed herself as a victim throughout this tirade of course she she tried to explain as she called for a ceasefire as Mm -hmm. she called for a defense Mm -hmm. of what is arguably indefensible take a listen oh go ahead uh, just uh, what hamas did was barbaric it was, you know, Viking raids on Scotland back in the Middle Ages weren't as destructive, weren't as 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 devastating as this. Well, nevertheless, uh, take a listen as she attempts to defend those war crimes while ignoring the proven atrocities committed by Hamas. Any American serving in Congress, Mr. Chair, and my perspective is needed here now more than ever. I will not be silenced and I will not let you distort my words. Folks forget I'm from the city of Detroit, the most beautiful blackest city in the country where I learned to speak truth to power even if my voice shakes. Trying to bully or censor me won't work because this movement for a ceasefire is much bigger than one person. It's growing every single day. There are millions of people across our country who oppose Netanyahu's extremism and are done watching our government support collective punishment and the use of white phosphorus bombs that melt flesh to the bone. They are done watching our government, Mr. Chair, supporting cutting off food, water, electricity, and medical care to millions of people with nowhere to go. Like me, Mr. Chair. I I can't. I, I just can't. Because you know why? At no point did she express any empathy mm-hmm. 
for the Jewish families that were burned alive in their beds. The, young, is, the young people that were slaughtered. The helpless women that were raped by Hamas savages. She didn't... Uh, that is a human being. She's not. I mean, I, 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 that's harsh. Israel. I know. Israel is trying not to kill civilians. Hamas is today still firing rockets at civilians. That's the difference. We got a question for our American mamas. Dear mamas, are you watching the Trump trial in New York? Well, let's ask our American mamas. Mama, mama. And joining us now are American mamas, Terry Netterville and Kimberly Burleson. Ooh, boy, some sparks are flying in the courtroom the other day. Now, normally you'd, you'd see sparks between, say, the prosecutor and the witness. Uh, this week it was kind of between the judge and the witness. He is a flake, y'all. He is flake. But before we get into this, uh-huh. I don't know if y'all saw pictures, but this guy, this Justice Arthur Ingoron. Ingoron, yeah. He likes to take naked selfies in the mirror at the gym, and he posts them to the Wheatley School Alumni Association newsletter that he maintains. What? Like, here's proof. No. Here's proof. He loves... Oh, he's my. He's an absolute freak. Oh, no. my. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is... I'm just setting the stage. This is a weirdo. This is a guy that oh, saw yeah. the cameras, took his glasses off, and did his little, you know... You know, here's my little composite. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, uh, Trump tried to... Um, actually use his voice right. to defend himself. Trump tried to testify. That's yes. what that's called. Yeah. He was on the stand. <laughs> yeah, it's his turn. He was, he was asked to testify. <laughs> yeah. He was testifying. Yes. And the judge said, I don't want to hear everything he has to say. He said, I would love, Donald Trump was being respectful of the judge, even though he doesn't deserve it. Right. And he said, I, I would love to read this, Your Honor, if I could. Not at this point. Not at this point. And then Trump said, I'm shocked. Because the whole thing is such, if we think that our country is a banana republic, look at why we think that. In this one particular case, it is not a legitimate case. They just want him out of the picture because he's their threat. Totally. He's their threat because we know that he's the one that has the whole They want to tar and feather him. They want to parade him through the country like, look at this horrible convict you have. He's just getting more popular. Oh my gosh. In every state, even the states he lost. I heard, you know what? I heard Ted Cruz say, though, he felt like, oh, no, maybe it was um, Megyn Kelly. She said that if he was convicted, that it would look bad on him. Because he, she said in a poll, people were asked, would you convict him if he was an actual felon? And they said no. And I don't believe that. I don't that believe it either. Because this is a joke. Yeah. This his entire his numbers are going up because we don't believe that what they're doing they're is They're going right. up in yes. swing states. They're yes. going up in the states yes. that Biden supposedly yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what Air the other quote. part that's kind of interesting about that is that th- there have been some polls amongst African Americans. Oh yeah, African Americans actually have more respect for Donald yes. Trump oh, right yeah. now after his indictments. They are in part because yes. of the indictments, and they're done with Biden. They're done with they Clinton. Are. They're done with this administration because now they see. Because if y'all notice, with all of this happening, they're they're not just they're not woke. They're waking up. They're truly waking up to what's going on, and that is our hope, and that is why we see the numbers going up, because the more people kind of come to grips with what's happening, the more they're like, oh, uh-uh, yeah. no, no, no. Well, that's like Ben Carson. He was quoted saying that they're afraid of him, and they're, and America sees it, and we have a strong history of courage, and that's what it's going to have to take. Yes. They're seeing courage in him. Yes. They're seeing themselves through him. Yep. He is the leader of this country. And Kimberly, 
I truly believe that he's anointed. I believe he is. I believe Elon Musk is. I believe these people who are standing up for what's right. I personally feel like that Elon Musk single-handedly helped us uh, protect our free speech by buying Twitter. Well, and, and releasing the Twitter files. Yeah. Certainly the, all the the, um, the collusion with the government and social media yeah. to censor Republicans, to censor conservatives, to censor Donald Trump while he was president. Right. Right. Uh, that would not have come to light had Elon Musk not uh, bought out Twitter. And I don't. I think that if if um, President Trump was not anointed, I don't think he could go through what he's going through. But it, he's getting stronger, more courageous. He's getting. Uh, he, he. I think he's feeling empowered because he can feel all of us behind him. I think you're right. I think you're right. Plus, I think, he's got a pretty amazing attorney. Did yeah. you hear oh. her? Oh. On the steps, she was very good. <laughs> I loved her. Alina Haba. Yeah. She was very, very good. Very good. And contrast what she was doing to what Letitia James, the district attorney, did. She ran on one racism, saying that Donald Trump was too male, too white, Uh or too male, too pale. Yes. Uh, and uh, something else. Anyway, but he said, yeah, she said that he was male and pale. So that's why she doesn't like and, him. And a racist. She described Biden. That's who is too, too <laughs> male, too pale and a racist because we know what he has said in the past. And before she ever brought charges against him, she simply said, we know he's guilty. Yeah. Oh. We know he's a crook. We know yeah. he's a lot. You haven't even brought charges. How do you know? Right. How do you know? It's, it's, How can anybody even trust our, our justice system watching this? We don't. Yeah. Yeah. We don't trust them. These Soros DAs, we know them now. We don't trust anything because they're trying they're, they're trying to have us implode. They want America to implode. They don't want it to exist for some reason. And this Soros guy got them all elected, helped get them elected, and now we see what it's done to all of us, and we're going to fight back. We're rising up. We've said that. Oliver Anthony, when that song came out, mm-hmm. we all feel it in our gut that it, we're going to be able to take over this, but we have to do it together. We have to be united in this. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash mama, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Nutterville, Kimberly Burleson, thank you all so much. Thank Thanks. you. And coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. There's more fresh roasted American Ground Radio brewing. So stick around. Mm, that's good radio. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. American Ground Radio. Four out of five doctors banned by YouTube now agree. Listening just one hour a day to American Ground Radio may improve your mood, energy level, and vision. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, what happened in Ohio is probably a very good lesson for other pro-life states. Okay. Because I think that the pro-life groups in Ohio thought they couldn't lose. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And they, they really shouldn't have thought that because they already lost uh, a um, uh, an election earlier this year to try and change the Constitution to make it harder for the bill that just passed uh, yesterday to, to pass. But see, and I, that failed. I think we... As pro-life folks, we tend to underestimate perhaps uh, the kind of money Mm -hmm. that is behind abortions. Because in Ohio, uh, the pro-abortion groups vastly outspent the pro-life efforts. Uh, They said that it was the pro-abortion groups raised over $40 million. Pro-life groups raised $27 million, which isn't chump change by any any uh, stretch of the imagination but, but you it's had, about two-thirds of what was spent on the other side but you had big abortion you had yeah. the aclu you yeah. had soros and they were fueling a massive campaign of lies right because of misdirection that's that's where and see that's the the, the fundamental lie of the pro-life movement is the culture of death by the way is that it's about women's choice and no it's not you everybody that wants abortion outlawed believes that women should have the right to choose what to do with their body. But the issue is that it's not about their body. It's about the other body that's involved in this. But, you know, it's about that individual. That's who's trying to be protected. It is. But there's so many other issues that are involved here because abortion doesn't happen in a vacuum. Nope. I mean, that's why folks that are angling to stop pornography Mm -hmm. to uphold marriage to honor to cherish marriage to uh, prevent crimes such as rape in the first place to protect women right uh, to promote families yes and uh, and adoptions yes and and basically a culture of life rather than a culture of death so everything is connected the fact that children matter Mm -hmm. and and, you know you talk about and that families matter parental rights in the schools yes it's all connected but nevertheless uh i I I do not think that right now the republican party is doing a good job of arguing its case when it comes to the pro-life movement. I think we've done a better job in previous years. I think after the Dobbs decision, I think a lot of people on the right went, great, we won, and we did not do a good enough job of going, okay, here's why that victory was important. And some say that the Catholic Church has not done a good enough job admonishing Mm -hmm. those political leaders who are pro-abortion. I mean, like Nancy yep. Pelosi, like Joe Biden. Yep, there's a there's an argument to be made there. Chuck Schumer. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. I wanted to dig deep today into some biblical history and biblical philo- um, biblical prophecy. Okay. And show you how it relates to what's happening today in Israel and in Gaza. Because what's going on today in Gaza was foretold in the Old Testament. Okay, how so? All right. Back, let, let's take the, the, the back story. Let's go, let's go back in time. The Israelites fled Egypt 
and then wandered the desert for 40 years. They were told by God that he had land that he was going to give them as the descendants of Abraham. Okay. Right? Remember that? Uh, in Joshua 1.4, you can go check my math here. I'm going to give you the, the scripture. You're welcome to go look at it. Joshua 1.4. Your land will be from the desert and from Lebanon as far as the big Euphrates River. It will be all the land of the Hittites to the great sea to the west. So he's telling them, Here's the land. In modern terms, it would go from the Sinai Peninsula in the south to Lebanon in the north, from Baghdad in modern-day Iraq in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Now, Israel never actually occupied all of that territory. It was promised to them, but they've never fully received it. Okay. Why didn't they receive it? Did God break his promise? Well, no. When you look at Scripture, what happened was the Israelites didn't do exactly what it was God told them to do time and time again. And that's why they never got all of that land. Okay. And this is important for what's going on today. God told the Israelites in the old Testament that in order to take the land, he was giving them in order to have the land that he was going to bequeath to them, they would have to fight battles. They would have to fight wars. And he told them, you have to destroy your enemies entirely. You cannot leave them around. You can't leave their sheep. You can't leave their cattle. You can't leave their cities. You have to wipe them out. Deuteronomy 20, 16 through 27. But in the cities of these nations that the Lord your God has given you for your own, do not, I'm sorry, it's 16 through 17, by the way. Do not leave anything that breathes. Destroy everything and everyone in them, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, as the Lord your God has told you. Okay, this is what he told them to do. And as God warned the Israelites, if you don't destroy all these people, there will be a problem for you for the rest of time. They will corrupt you. They will corrupt the generations that come after you. And you will have bigger problems in the future. So God, you don't wipe them out. So you're saying God wanted them to be wiped out. He wanted the the opposition, the tribes that were worshiping Baal, the tribes that doing things that God did not want. He wanted them out. He wanted the Israeli Israelites in. Gotcha. But the Israelites didn't wipe them out. Joshua eleven twenty two. There were no big, powerful men left in the land of the people of Israel. Some were left only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Note the word Gaza. The Israelites left their enemies in Gaza. They didn't wipe them out when they went into the land of Israel. So you're saying that Bible prophecy is living itself out in modern times. Yep. It's in the exact same area. Because what happened was the people in Gaza became, they were worshiping Baal, and some of their worshiping did inter- start to intermingle with the Israelites in the, in the generations after Joshua. And that offended God because you've got people worshiping not God. Okay, and so, yeah, the the Israelites and and then the Israel kingdom split into two. You have all these problems. Gaza, by the way, it became the home of the Philistines. Gaza was the city where the Philistines tortured Samson, blinded him, where he died. It's also where the Philistines launched their wars with David and Saul, King David, King Saul. Now, flash forward to uh, Old Testament times. The Romans mispronounced the name Philistine and said Palestine. 
Mm. And after they put down a Jewish uprising in 74 AD, after the death of Jesus, the Romans renamed the area after Palestine, after the Philistines, rather than Judea after the Jews. So Palestine comes from Philistine, and God told the Israelites to wipe out all of the people in the area the Philistines would then occupy, and then told them to wipe out all the Philistines, even before they moved in to take the land they'd been promised. And they didn't do what God told them to do. And as a result, Israel still has a problem today in the exact same area, the exact same city, Gaza, that God said, you've got to wipe them out. Here's the lesson in this. When God tells you to do something, you need to do it. And if you don't, the repercussions of that can last not just through the rest of your life, but your children's, your grandchildren's. And now, more than 2,000, 3,000 years later. Well, it certainly seems that Israel is on the cusp of doing what God asked them to do so many years ago. They've got to wipe their enemies out or their enemies will continue to cause problems. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Evelyne. And of course, if you support Donald Trump, you must be someone who would support Hitler in his time. What? Why? Because Hillary Clinton made that comparison. Take a listen. People would get legitimately elected, mm-hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections, and do away with opposition, and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected, right? right? And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies would be like, okay, we're going to shut this down, we're going to throw these people in jail. And and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us what he intends to do. Okay, has Trump oh just said Lord. that he's going to cancel any oh election? Oh, my Lord. I mean, that's not what's happened. Now, I can't think of someone who has been duly elected who just this week decided to cancel an election. Zelensky in Ukraine. He's canceled the next presidential election because the war is going on. Now, when Britain was in the middle of World War II, they didn't cancel elections. When the United States was in the middle of World War II, we didn't cancel elections. But in Ukraine, the person who's supported by Joe Biden has canceled an election. Is she calling him Hitler? Everything she's describing is what the Biden administration has been doing, what our Department of Justice has been doing to Donald Trump. Exactly. And Hillary Clinton, by the way, never admitted that Donald Trump was the legitimate president until after he lost in 2020. Take a listen again. People would get legitimately elected, Mm -hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. What has the Biden administration done? They've been trying to do away with Joe Biden by trumping up charges all over the country. And with COVID. Oh, yeah. To do away with elections altogether. That's that there there was actually an argument from the Democrat side during covid that we should not have elections during covid because of covid. Well, and many people would say 
we didn't have elections because of the number of mail-in ballots, the, the amount of fraud. We, we because had, we're all disenfranchised when we cannot trust the integrity of our elections. We didn't have elections in some states that followed the laws in those states. That is a fact in 2020. The Supreme Court should have dealt with it at the time. They were derelict in their duty, and as a result, we've got this chaos. Let's get to a bright spot. Earlier this year, the House of Representatives passed a bill that's called the Parents' Bill of Rights. The bill was sponsored by Congresswoman Julia Letlow of Louisiana. She's a mom herself, right? Uh, and several a, other a single mom, single of mom, course. Yeah. Her, you know, just a little backstory. Yeah, her husband was actually elected mm-hmm. to that seat in Congress. Right, and before he was sworn into office, he tragically died of COVID actually I believe wasn't well it? it was complications, complications from, COVID. Uh, from COVID all right so uh anyway she um and, and she since has been duly elected herself she and several other Republicans in the house uh brought up this bill it spells out things that parents should have the right to when it comes to schools and education I think this is a common sense bright spot bill here are a couple of things that they have parents have the right to know what their children are being taught School districts must post curriculum information publicly. Schools must provide the public a copy of any revisions to the state's academic standards or learning benchmarks. Parents must be given timely notice of any school's plan to eliminate gifted and talented programs. Schools must provide parents with a list of books and reading material available to the school library. Sounds sound like a good plan? Sounds pretty reasonable. It's transparency. That's a good thing, right? Sure. Parents have the right to be heard. See, this, the Joe Biden administration doesn't believe this, but teachers must offer in-person, two in-person meetings with parents each year. Parents must be allowed to address the school board on issues impacting the education of children in the school district. Educators and policymakers must respect the First Amendment rights of parents as well as their right to assemble and have a say in their child's education. No, no, no. You know, see, this is what Hillary Clinton meant when she said it takes yeah. a village. Right. It's not just you. You're, you yeah, you get a vote in yeah. how your child is raised. But, but you get a voice. The you, rest of the villagers, uh, uh, they, they get to chime in as well. This bill says, no, 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 that's not the case. How about this third one? Parents have the right to see the school budget and spending. There must be public disclosure of school district budgets and each school's budget, including revenue and expenditures. Well, I I, I don't know where there is. Is there a place in this country there, where there may be school districts right now where that's kind of that's kind of, kind of considered off limits because those are public funds? You would think. I, I guess we be posted. Get into the nitty gritty of yeah. it, uh, perhaps. Next one: Parents have the right to protect their child's privacy. Schools must not share student data with tech companies without parental permission. Schools must not sell student data for commercial purposes. Well, sure. Parents have a say when schools develop or update their student privacy policies. Uh, and how about this last one? Parents have the right to keep their children safe. Schools must notify parents of violent activity occurring on school grounds or at school-sponsored events while still protecting the privacy of students involved in the incident. All of this, I think, is, is good stuff, right? It give, give parents the power. The more parents are involved in children's education, the better those kids do in school. Yes, well, of that's what data shows. And it's a little surprising that we're even having to affirm or otherwise stand up for the liberty of mm-hmm. parents right. to raise their, their children. I mean, when I was growing up, that's just how it was, right? You, your parents walked into school, they got attention. That, I mean, that's how it was. Now, you say it's surprising that we're having to enumerate this, but what's disturbing is not a single Democrat voted for the bill. Not a single one in the House. 
thinks that parents should have rights when it comes to the education of their children. That's shameful. It also means the Senate is not even going to take this bill up. And the American people are going to have to wait until Republicans control the House, Senate, and White House before anything in this bill stands a chance of becoming law. And if you look at survey after survey, 83%, almost 8 out of, or more than 8 out of 10 Americans Uh agree traditional parental rights Mm -hmm. are supreme. Just the people they vote for apparently don't. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. You know, here's a pro tip. Uh-huh. None of us can lead when we resort to blame. Okay. When we won't accept responsibility for our circumstances. And when we blame, what you're really doing is handing over the power to others, the very control of your destiny. Right. As if other people or the government will fix everything for you. Right. When you say that it's it's not my fault, uh, I, I couldn't have done anything about it, well, then you can't do anything about it. Well, take a listen. This is incredulous. This is Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman. You oh, know, the man, guy the that fire was, alarm, dude, the fire alarm guy uh, that got charged with a felony. Yeah, uh, that was then pled guilty. But nevertheless, well, he says Bidenomics uh-huh. blame the Republicans for the ill effects of it. Take a listen well, to your point about the economy. That's a big point, because no matter how much we're seeing the job growth and all of that, People are still struggling with affordability, and that's an issue we need to hold the Republican Party accountable for. Yeah, so we, how the we, Republicans, the Republicans didn't do Bidenomics. We set the dumpster on fire. How? And it's really, meaning the Democrats did. The oh, Democrats I, I set the dumpster okay. on fire, okay. and it's really hot. Yes. And we need to hold the Republicans responsible for the heat. But you, you set, you, you did the thing. You, You're Bobby, the one who did the thing. But I mean, I, it, these people have no shame. Whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Colonial School District in Pennsylvania is double dipping 17 times. You see, in this year's kindergarten class in Plymouth Township and White Marsh Township, just north of Philadelphia, the school district is welcoming 17 sets of twins. Oh, my gosh. It's so many sets of siblings that the school district has dubbed this class Twindergarten. 34 twins who are going to graduate high school in the class of 2036. According to district policy, the families have the right to decide if their twins are placed in the same classroom or in different classrooms, whatever the parents think is best for their kids. Morgan Weiser is the mom of one of the set of twins. She told Fox News, I think it's really cool that in probably every class there's a set of twins or someone who is a twin and has a twin in a different class. Can you imagine trying to call roll in one of those classrooms? May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. 